Welcome to Let the Youth Live with DJ Sweet Lee. If you're not already following us on all social platforms, it's Let the Youth Live. We're all about solutions to what's going on on our streets across the UK. And about working together on these solutions to get systemic change. It's a state of emergency on our streets in the UK. We literally have to come together to make a difference and start letting our young people live. I want to give a shout out to OP Patel. How are you doing today? Now, there's been quite a lot of positive developments um, with certain solutions that we've been discussing for many, many months now. The bleed control kits. Uh, massive shout out to City Dread. How you doing? Um, um, Mr. Patel says, I'm good. How are you? Yep, everything blessed. Thank you very much. Um, yes, yeah, so there's a lot of positives in all the negative. Um, we have a lot, a lot of people now um, representing with the bleed control kits um, we're getting a lot more places a lot more people with them in their businesses um, we've literally got the first bleed control cabinet um, in east dulwich south london but we're looking to put them all across london and the whole of the uk and that's working in partnership with the daniel baird foundation and turtle engineering working together to save lives now we've recently had our very first training session as well for the bleed control kits which was brilliant big thank you to lynn at the daniel baird foundation for arranging that for us um, we got our certificates as well which was brilliant and literally we know what to do in a cat you know in an emergency with a catastrophic bleed um even you know we learn how to save lives with without a kit just using anything that's on hand so very very handy um you know it's something that everybody needs to know about um and it was just so brilliant and we're looking to do way more of these training sessions across um london so looking forward to organising that for people as well. Now, if there's anybody who's listening, um, you know, on the Spotify or the Apple podcasts or on the YouTube, please, if you're interested in, you know, purchasing bleed control cabinets for your community or kits, please get in touch. If you would like to get involved in the training for the bleed control please please get in touch with us all right we would love to help you to help your community now a real positive that's happened recently as well there's been a night of crime 
excuse me, knife crime report that has just gone out. And it's an in-depth report on all of our knife crime. And, you know, all the statistics. It's a 63-page document, which I've printed out today. And looking through it, it literally looks like nearly everything we have spoken about on this podcast week after week. And they write, they've written it. They are saying the same as us. All the things that we touched on, the social media, um, the, uh, the music, the promotion of the lifestyle, uh, the glorification of the gangs and the killings. So they've listed all of it. Uh, massive shout out to Boo Becca. Enough love to you, my darling. Yeah, I was just saying about this new knife crime report that's come out recently, listing literally everything that we've been speaking about on this podcast for many, many uh, weeks, months. Um, it's amazing to see, you know, that, that yeah, they're, they're saying, you know, exactly the same things we've spoken about, you know, the safety in the community, um, the fact that, you know, big brands and big platforms are, they're, they're pushing the narrative, the violence, the gang lifestyles, the violence that goes with all of that. They're adding to it and they need to be made accountable. So fingers crossed, all right? <laughs> um, it's looking like things are moving out here. They really are. Um, shout out to Jags Connect. How are you doing? Now, some of the things I read in this report, things there were certain things that I didn't didn't have a clue really. Um, a third of all knife crime is happening in London. Now I knew. You know, knife crime is an issue everywhere, all across the UK. I didn't really realise that a third of it is accounted for in London. We have literally 44 knife-related offences per day in London. A massive shout-out to Carl Scott, just joined us. So we have a big problem not only across the UK, but London in particular. Now, some of the statistics it talked about were gang-related homicides. Now, the percentages in these statistics are 23%. They're saying it's down to drill music. A quarter, so say 25%, is due to retaliations. But the biggest percentage, with 40%, is certain social housing estates. Now this is shocking to even think that just because you know, young people who are on certain housing estates, they're more likely to die 
due to gang-related homicide. Now, a big thing on this report was about community safety. And to be honest, I literally are putting that, you know, near the top of our solution list. Um, above a lot of things, so literally at the top right now we have the bleed control kits. Then secondary, we're looking at gang truce or peace treaty, which uh, massive big up to Miss Farrar London, um, who is driving that initiative right now. So massive big up to her. Um, I'm really, yeah, excited, looking forward, you know, to that actually, you know, that starting, that happening, because it's something that we all believe here on Let the Youth Live will be a solution to right now to stem the deaths and keep some of our young people alive. Massive shout out to D World 003. Now, community safety. We've been talking for many, many months, maybe possibly years. Um, there's a few boroughs that have um, patrols, Brixton, Croydon. We've been talking about doing it here, South London, um, Peckham, Camberwell, Dulwich. Um, we've been looking into how we could possibly have, you know, get some kind of uniform patrol where, you know, it's the same in every borough, you know, the use of dogs, people who can, um, who've literally, you know, could have stab-proof jackets on to protect them. Right, I'm going to take a request from Dada's Kitchen, all right? I'm going to take you on the live now, okay? It's Dadu's. How you doing? Good to see you. Hey, hello. Hi, Dadu. Can you hear me? Dadu's kitchen. Oh, they've left. Oh, I was looking forward. Um, hopefully they'll try again. Um, Chingiwawa's Intelligent 911. Uh, big up to Hamzu Huss as well. Right, so yes, yeah, so the patrols. So we've kind of been a bit stuck with the patrols. Um, I've reached out to Faz from Faz Amnesty, haven't had a response, haven't had any reply. Um, you know, I months ago. I've said we're really in help, like we need help in South London because we haven't got anything set up. We've got nothing in place for community safety. And my biggest thing is no matter how many, you know, youth clubs or opportunities you offer young people or events or anything, literally they are not safe. People are not safe in the community walking to the shop. Um, I mean, quite recently, it was a young lad who um, tested out his mum's bicycle. She just got it. He said, I'm just going to run around the block on that. He didn't make it. He was stabbed. 
literally going around the block trying his mum's bike out. Um, so yeah, definitely patrols. Um, in this crime report that I was talking about that's just recently um, come out, they are talking about um, police patrols that are going to be necessary. And yeah, I think we should have um, a police presence. Um, it talks quite a lot about the stop and search, um, but it's not saying it's a positive in the fight of knife crime. It does say that the police should be spending a lot more time looking for drug traffickers. Apparently our numbers are very, very low from the Met Police. That they're not actually, they're not catching, catching a lot and they're not spending or putting enough in to catching drug traffickers. I mean, personally, definitely more on drug trafficking and definitely more, you know, on weapons manufacturers. Now, I want to shout out my beautiful friend, Leela, who had a thought of this recently, that why don't they, when they're doing stop and search, if they find a knife, be as concerned, if not more so, to where that was manufactured. These guns and knives are not making their way they're not, they're not making their way on their own. They are going to certain estates, certain communities. The people responsible need to be brought to justice. I've literally, I've had enough. Um, they're dealing in death and they're not being made accountable for it. And I don't think it's, you know, enough just to shut these online sellers down. We need to be going for manufacturers and the big companies where they're coming from. So, yes, if there's anyone out there who has any suggestions, any ideas, um, you know, what to do regarding the manufacturers of weapons. They've got a lot to answer for. Now, another thing I noticed, a uh, massive shout out to Neil. Um, what I did notice as well on this crime report, um, they're looking to ban the gang scoreboards. I mean, that should have happened years ago, but they've mentioned that. They've mentioned um, all the gang content, but I know, I mean, they've known, the government have known about all this for years. They've known all about it for years. But literally, it's looking like, finally, certain people, certain organisations, certain groups are aware now of what needs to be done. And I'm praying that after this, this crime report has gone out which it has now that a lot of this is going to have to be implemented now another discovery um that i found out in relation to certain boroughs within london that are worse for knife crime and violence than others now i think there were six i think there were six boroughs the highest stabbings in the whole of London. 
and they were the borough of Hackney, Lambeth, Haringey, Newham, and Southwark. So hang on, what's that? One, two, three, four, five boroughs. Now, obviously, because I've never really looked at proper statistics and where the government have all of this. Everything that I've been finding out, we've been discovering over the months, over the years, the government are fully aware. We know that we can't rely on them. We know it's going to take us working together with a common aim, which is to change the system that has been set up to be exactly like this. Which is set up for our young people to die very young. I can't live with myself knowing that I could try and make a difference for young people, for my kids, for my grandkids, for everybody's children and the future of our children. It is really out of hand what's going on, but we can definitely make a difference. 1000%. Now what we, what we want to happen, and this is what the crime report has stated. Now I've printed out all 63 pages, but I haven't had a chance to thoroughly go through it but I did skim through and you know a few of the, the points I've mentioned already today um, but I will you know in the next podcast talk about more parts of that along with the online harms bill as well which I'm still not sure when that's coming out but I still need to get to the bottom of that whether our young people are going to be protected from violence because they're not at the moment. Now in the crime report, one of the main things it's suggesting is that we end naive encouragement of gang culture and violence associated with it. Massive shout out to Lady of Global Impacts. How are you doing? Thanks for joining us. Now, another part on this um, gang, sorry, knife crime report that's just come out. The entertainment and music industry and big brands are exasperating the legitimization of gang culture and violence that comes with it. And it is, it's like they are, yeah, giving it a seal of approval that, you know, th this is right, it's normal, but it's not normal. This is not normal. Our young people are being killed. Now, the weapons that are being used, they literally have no chance to survive. And this is why it's so important that we get the bleed control cabinets out and kits across every borough. 
Now, what I wanted to speak about as well is how close do we need these cabinets and kits to be distributed throughout the community? So an ambulance could take six to seven minutes if you're lucky to come if you are critical and need immediate attention. Hi, Laws. Good to see you. Yeah, so literally, I don't know if you can join us. Just request if you can, yeah? So, yeah, six to seven minutes um, for an ambulance to arrive if you are having a catastrophic bleed and you are critical. Now, you could bleed out, bleed to death within three to five minutes. Now, a thing we discovered at the training session the other day is it's not always as simple as, right, the ambulance are on their way. They can literally be there six to seven minutes. There's another big problem that's going on, which is the scene, the crime scenes have to be made safe before anybody can come through. And that includes the police. That includes the emergency services. So say the scene's not made safe for 20 minutes, half an hour, 40 minutes, an hour. This is why it's so important we get these bleed control kits out. So we can have members of our community, we can have bystanders, people, you know, the first people at the scene of these incidents can literally attempt to keep somebody alive until the ambulance gets there. It's so important that we have these available now we're working very, very hard to raise money for these. Um, you know, if you can please share the campaign, donate to the campaign. Um, but what we've been thinking about lately is how close we have to have these kits to one another to literally save enough lives. So if you could bleed out in three to five minutes, um, would you need another kit five minutes away, roughly, or two and a half minutes away because you've got to go there, get it and come back? But this is kind of the scale of, yeah, how many we need of these kits, how many cabinets, and the urgency that we need these. Now, I want to shout out everybody across the UK who has been raising money, who's been getting these cabinets, the Daniel Baird Foundation cabinets, into their communities. We've already had two lives saved quite recently in Birmingham. We know there was a life saved the first week that City of London Police used them. They are lifesavers. Right now, we need anything that saves lives immediately. And these do. Massive shout out to D3 Woman. Yeah, it's all about solutions, saving our young people's lives right now. And once we've got that under control, like the, you know, the bleed kits, the bleed control kits, the cabinets, the gang truce, the peace treaty, the patrols, then 
we can literally start making moves on sorting out the rest of what's going on, which is the whole system. The system is right? We need to attack that system. We can do it. I know we can do it. It's going to take, you know, the right people coming together to get the law changed. And that, it doesn't matter how, you know, passionate we all are. It doesn't matter, you know, how many marches we go on. It doesn't matter, you know, how determined we are. We have to do it legally. I've done many marches. I've done so much, like, yeah. And even the nationwide, your city says no, getting out, you know, 45 towns and cities across the UK. But nothing changed. I can't keep, you know, keep seeing, you know, people, you know, putting energy into things. Nothing is changing. So what we talked about last week as well was, you know, if there's people out there, you know, who want to join and do what we're doing, help to make changes, literally find out who your MP is, your local MP. Then start writing to them. And if you do not want to write anything or you're finding it a struggle to write, I will give you a template to write to them. I've got quite a few people at the minute writing about the bleed control kits from a variety of different constituencies. The same, we're saying the same thing. I'm literally trialing this at the minute to see how this goes. And then if we can work on, you know, the next thing and the next thing. But kind of the top of my list right now, because we, we've got the bleed kits, they're getting rolled out, you know, more and more people are, are buying them, more and pe more people are raising funds. Um, we have the GoFundMe. My main aim right now is to get a cabinet for Peckham. So I've got to raise 600 quid for that. Then the next one is Brixton, another 600 quid. And then Camberwell. So I'm literally looking to do my immediate area. But the whole of London needs to do. We have one cabinet, bleed control cabinet in London. But they need to be everywhere, in every borough. And like what I was saying, where how close do these bleed control kits need to be so that everyone's covered? So I think literally every three minutes, three minutes apart. A friend of mine had a very good suggestion about, you know, maybe putting them at bus stops underneath the seat things. Because bus stops are evenly spread out. I, I quite like that idea. That may be very, you know, sensible. At the moment, you know, it's taking us, it's taking me so long to raise funds um, I literally believed people would be kind of throwing money <laughs> to get, you know, they're, they're lifesavers. They, they keep people alive. And that's from road traffic accidents, severe stabbings. It will keep them alive until the ambulance arrives. 
and it's the same quality, same grade quality as what you find on an ambulance, the same equipment. It's been approved by the ambulance service. So the ambulance service, you know, can direct people as well and let them know where they are, but they need to be everywhere. I mean, I can't dr drum this into people enough. I cannot drum it into people enough. Um, it's, yeah, it's about empowering the community as well to save lives. You know, who? none of us want to keep, you know, looking on social media or things popping up and it's another dead person who literally could still be here had the right equipment been there to, to keep them alive. So the aim is let's get these across London. Let's get them across the UK literally placed every three minutes apart where we can 24 hour shops um hopefully it will be made legal in you know for pubs that they have to buy them but um we've got very, like a, quite a few different initiatives going off at the minute and we've got a few rollouts and launches of the kits um we need more cabinets though in london like I said, we have the, the only one in East Dulwich at the Tesco Express on East Dulwich Road. So if anybody's there, please, or goes past, please check it out. Tag us in it. Take a photo and tag us, please. We want to see these everywhere. So please, if you can support us, please follow us on all social media as well. Now, yeah, one of the other things to do with certain areas having more stabbings. Um, for an example, in this crime report, it talks about, and I presume this is one in one month, there were fa 80 fatal stabbings in Newham. In comparison to nine in Kingston. Now that that is a lot of difference. Um, I mean, Newham is one of the top, the highest rate of stabbing boroughs um, in that list of five. So I would suggest that we have a cabinet at least in every single one of them as a priority um, in those areas, in that in that those boroughs and many within there. But yes, lots of positive movements in all of this. Uh, massive shout out to Cat Knight. How are you doing? We missed you on Friday. Oh, I was hoping that you would make it. It was really, really good. If Yeah, if we do another one, I'll let you know. All right, my darling. Um, oh, it was such a shame that you didn't make it. Yes, so I'm going to round this up now for today. Thank you so much for joining us. Let the Youth Live podcast. We're here every Wednesday, five o'clock on the Instagram, Let the Youth Live. Please check out our website, www.letthejouthlive.com. Now, as I was saying, to round this off, yes, lots of positive movements with the solutions 
things actually starting to come together, people working together, saving lives together. So yes, the bleed control cabinets, we're literally in talks now um, with regards to patrols and where we're going to be heading next with those. Definitely for round here, Peckham, Camberwell, Brixton. Although Brixton do have a school patrol, which is brilliant. I mean, they say the school hours are the murder hours. And I mean, that, that's horrifying in itself. You know, we've got schools in their newsletters advising children not to go anywhere after school, to go straight home. Now, is that, shouldn't that be something the government are advising children? So that, you know, the parents realise, hang on, if they don't already, our kids shouldn't be hanging about anywhere because they're not safe. And not only are the kids not safe, realistically, no one is really safe. I, I don't know what they're playing at, to be honest. And it's literally down to us to demand these changes. And we're not going to just verbally be demanding them. We're going to be going for the law in all of this. We're determined to make sure the problems we've got now, we haven't got them same problems in 10 to 20 years. And you know, we would have been part the way there had the government started to implement the public health approach that they got all organized, but they haven't even started the first year of it. But I'm going to remain positive because, like I said, there's a lot of positive stuff happening. And it's not your normal, usual, you know, like just the government throwing money at things and going, yeah, like, no. The, like I said, we've got the bleed control kits and, and cabinets, huge movement for life saving. We've got Miss Farrah London already in the, in the process of, you know, doing this gang truce and peace treaty to sort out the postcode war. We've also got the, the latest crime report that's so in-depth. And like I said, talking about all the things we've spoken about on this podcast. So big up to everyone who's spoken out, gave their ideas, their opinions, their solutions. Yeah, because you lot were bang on. We were bang on with what was necessary. And that's the social media. That was the biggest. And they're going on loads about it in, in the crime report. It's to blame for so many parts of what is going on. So we've got, we've got the online harms bill coming in, but I can't confirm when. But that is about hitting the big platforms and the social media where it hurts them in their pocket. Uh, D World says, drill music will make sure that the killings continue. People follow money and it's become lucrative. Yep, you're right. You can go for the arms companies, but prevention is better than cure. TikTok is another driving. Yep, it's all of them, right? And that is the good thing about all of this. It's not us just saying this now right there's literally 
like I said, that crime report that I've gone through and they, their recommendations are to consult this out, right? So we know we've got the online harms bill coming, which is directly going to be dealing with the, the big platforms, all of them, TikTok, Instagram, right? So it's dealing with them and it's going for, I think it's 10, I think it's 10% of their global earning, right? And it's going to be going through Ofsted. So I'm, I'm feeling quite good about that because I trust Ofsted more than I trust bloody, or, you know, their, their controls. Um, so, yes. So that when that comes in could be really good. But I'm not convinced that within that law, I need to print it out because literally I need to go right through it and have a look for myself. Because I've tried to ask so many people because um, I don't want this law coming through and we've not made sure that what we need for our kids is in it. What is the point in that? So that's where I'm at with that. I will, I'm going to print that out and I'm going to have a look because I'm definitely not convinced that there's loads in it, you know, to do with um, things that harm kids, but I don't think there's anything directly talking about violence and all the murders I mean, I've lost count of how many murders I've seen. And that was on so-called um, community leaders' pages. Like, it's shocking. Because it's become normalised through the big brands, you know, the Adidases and whoever else, the big brands, the massive platforms. Um, and this is the online harms bill. They're going for, the, like, the huge platforms. I saw something like, Anything over 100,000 um, following, they're, they're literally going to be getting, you know, like fined and loads. Yeah, there's, but, you know, I don't know how that's going to work and I don't know how, you know, but that is coming. That's one thing that's coming. Then we've got um, the crime report who are talking about something else to do with social media. So I'm going to be very interested to see what, you know, they've got in mind um, going forward. But literally, they're in agreement. Everything we have been saying, you know, for years, I've been saying, you know, social media. And all I ever got, and even up till recently, oh, you can't do anything about that. It's too big. Like, hang on a minute. They need to be made accountable. I don't care who they are. I know I can't do it on my own, but it looks like things are, yeah, things are happening. Things are moving. Things are like, and I, I'm actually, yeah, I'm feeling positive going forward. Um, the fact that all the things that, you know, we've all spoken about on here, um, you know, all the things that you know are breaking breaking us down breaking our hearts but you know um and we're hearing other people speaking out about it um big up to scar city studio as well because they were the first big platform that spoke out after we spoke out about filming people dying like we're still adamant people need to be getting nicked for that it's a crime and they can nick them. I mean, a lot of people, you know, we, after we said it, a lot of people said, oh, 
you can't do that. Um, the police haven't got time to do that. Hang on. All you need is metadata and you've got the person who did it, the time they did it, what, where it came from, who they sent it to, bang to rights. So I don't see why they can't do that. But these are all things we are definitely going to be working on, right? The good thing is, like I said, we're getting more and more of these bleed control kits everywhere. I'm determined to get the cabinets across London, no matter what it takes. So we would love you to please help. Please get the word out about the bleed control kits. They're lifesavers, right? An empowering thing for the community. So we've got them. We're, we're looking into starting our own patrol soon. But, I, I mean, it looks like, from this report that's been done, it looks like they're going to be doing patrols. They're going to be doing police patrols. Now, some certain places, like um, Maidenhead, for example, They've ploughed so much money into that area, and that is Theresa May's constituency. I think, isn't that where she lives? But they, they've, got, they've got a warden patrol from 8 o'clock in the morning till 9 at night. Now, why haven't, why haven't our boroughs got that? Because no one's putting the money in. I mean, do you or do you not think these rappers... These big celebs, why are they not putting money back into their communities for safety in the community? Oh, I know. Yeah, I know Forever Family. Yeah, there's, there's them doing patrols. We've got uh, Brixton School Patrol. We've got Croydon Patrol. There's Faz Amnesty Patrol. We've literally reached out to everybody. Um, about doing a patrol here so yes yeah, so i'm now in talks with somebody else at the minute um yeah because it's been it's been long now you know what i mean and it's something that has to happen um yeah it's got to happen so yeah so that's kind of where we're at so we'd say now where we've covered like i said we're working um with miss farrah london with the gang truce the bleed control cabinet and kit campaign, um, all life saving. Then the patrols that we're going to be organising. Um, shout out to I am Lost Petal. Uh, massive big up to Charlene. How you doing? If anyone would like to come up on the live, I'd love to see you. If you want to speak out about any solutions or you know, how knife crime is affecting your community. Because literally, we, we've had enough. This is why we do this every week. There's usually a lot more of us. But sometimes I have to just do it, you know what I mean? Because um, I'm determined. It's something that has to be spoken about. It's something that we have to keep doing. Not just, you know, like we never just speak. Everything is action with us. Everything is action. Um... I literally, with all the marches and stuff, like I said, I've done so many marches. And even, like, the, the nationwide one we've done was huge. Like I said, in total, there was 53 originally towns and cities that all got together to say no to serious youth violence. But nothing came of it. So 
that's what made me kind of research more, look into, you know, how do we get change? How, like, there's no point us getting together doing these big marches. I mean, look at the, the big freedom march. What was it, a million people? What changed? Nothing. Like, the only thing we can do is change the system. And I'm up for working with like-minded people to do that. I've made a start already with the bleed control kits. I've written to lots and lots and lots of MPs, like lots. And not only myself, like I said, there's other people um, from these lives that are also writing to their MPs. And that is what it's going to take because they, we need them to stand up, ask questions and get emergency laws in. And that would be something great as well. I mean, this is something I ask a lot. What are the emergency laws we want? You know, if I can get us in somewhere to get emergency laws, what are we asking for? And I ask this all the time. It's like, we need to know what it is we're asking for. I mean, I'd say right now our priority is community safety. More than anything, community safety. Not just women, uh, young people, old people, the whole community is everywhere. People aren't safe. There's nothing in place at all. There is nothing in place. So literally, that's where we're at. Hey, big up, 9-5. Come on, come on the live. Come on the live. Come on, I'm going to add you up, yeah? Come on the live. I wanted to get you on for an interview. I was going to message you anyway, 9-5. Um, right, I'm just going to read out Coach Shan. I run a boxing organisation called Power Mobile Gym. And mission to unite communities through the use of boxing. Wicked. Mainly on childhood poverty and increasing levels of youth violence. That is fantastic, Shan. Big up to you, man. Like, literally. Big up to, like, there's so many people doing amazing things, right? Out in the community. That is why I started Let the Youth Live. To highlight exceptional people like yourself out there doing what is necessary, doing their bit, right? Um, D-World, read out a message from you. As long as it's lucrative, it won't stop. Yeah, it's all about the money, yeah? That's exactly, even the, the, the knife selling, it's all big business. Even me talking about it, people don't like it. <laughs> Um, the punishment has to outweigh the reward for true change within the communities. Keep up the good work. Would love to see you post and go live daily. Bless you, D-World. You know, right, when we started this, because my, oh, my beautiful friend, Christella, um, yeah, we started doing these oh, about four months ago. Literally, you know, we started every day. Like we was doing every day. There was hundreds of people passing through all the time. Um, and I, we were like, oh my God, it's so necessary, right? And it is to, yeah, to speak on all of this. So I'm glad that you're saying that. You are, in fact, you've inspired me, D-World, right? Okay. 
not going to promise anything, right? But I'm thinking for next week, right? <laughs> but yes, bless you, all right? Um, D World saying you're doing great. Thank you. Coach Shan, we will be setting our first gym in December down in Woolwich. Wicked. I will fully promote everything that you're doing, all right? Um, oh, that is brilliant. Now, you see, in Woolwich, we lost that young man um, in Woolwich. It was, I think it was his school, right, that was sending, they sent out a newsletter that said, I'm sure it was the academy, right? Um, they sent out the letters don't, children, just go home. Do not go to the high street. Don't go to McDonald's. Don't go, because this is where our children are being killed. In the places that when I was younger, um, yeah, when I was younger, they, like, you went out with your friends and you met and you went to go and get food or you went, you know, like we used to go, say, to Bromley and go shopping or our youth can't do that. They literally can't do it. It's just a whole different world out there. But it doesn't have to stay like that. Um, right, Coach Shan says, of course, they are profiting like crazy off of the knife crime pandemic. Yeah, they certainly are. It's big business. And like somebody said, because I couldn't work out why the knives that they're selling, the monster knives... Why are they so cheap? Right, I go on to Anglo Arms. I look on there. I'm horrified at, you know, what they've got and the gift sets, you know, all with film, like mad film names where people have been butchered up and stuff. But knives, you know, these Rambos and whatever, 30 quid. And I'm thinking, hang on, like, that is so cheap, you know what I mean? Pe of course, if they're going to buy a knife, of course you're going to go and get that knife and the biggest knife you can get. Um, and my friend said, you know why it is, don't you? And I said, no. Because our children are the product. And that hit me deep when she said that. I'm just going to read out another message. Oh, Big Up 95. He says, hi, I'm going to do an interview with you, definitely. Keep doing your thing. Wicked, right? I'm going to be in touch, okay? I can't wait, yeah, to do our interview. Uh, big Up to Black Hedger. Um, Massive shout out to Coach Shan as well. Yeah, that sounds amazing, what you're doing. I'm going to fully, um yeah check into what you're you know what you're doing and stuff and like i said fully supporting i'll promote in any way that i can but literally it's about us like-minded people coming together with the same vision the same aim and that's to keep our young people alive uh right got a request from charlene right i'm gonna take that now all right Right, I've just added you, my darling. Hello. Hey, darling. You all right? How are you? Oh, I'm good, babe. Good. I just wanted to say you were doing an amazing job. Oh, thank you. You know, it's really uplifting, honestly. And the reason why I feel so passionate about it 
is because um, my brother, he was stabbed a few years ago. And um, unfortunately, this, the, the wound, because it, it hit his, his bowel. So, it, yeah, he had, he had problems in and out of hospital. He had basically adhesions where the, you know, get all stuck together. So it had to, he couldn't digest his food properly. So, um, yeah, it's really good that, you know, you are doing all these positive things to do with knife crime. Because, you know, when someone gets stabbed, some people think, oh, you know, just go hospital, get stitches. That's what we thought it would be. Yeah. You know, and um, mm-hmm. it's, it's awful, you know, he had, there was consequences. He's fine now. Um, you know, by the grace of God, he's he's alive and he's fine. He hasn't been in and out of hospital, but it's just at the time. So um, when that first started, knife crime wasn't as bad, but obviously it's got worse now. I think that's right. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I feel really strongly about it. And, yeah, it's really uplifting what you're doing. I'm loving the bleed controls as well. Like seeing yeah, these kids. Positive. Yeah, it's very positive. And the way I see it is like a lot of the time when someone gets stabbed, you see a lot of people sometimes standing around filming themselves, yeah. the person. But I have always said, right, if you can just, someone can learn first aid. So like applying pressure on the wound, for example, raising yeah. the person's legs in the air so that the blood can, um, can circulate around the body, you know, giving them a mouth to mouth. All these things could save a life. Yeah, yeah exactly. And I yeah. think it's like a long time ago, people were taught first aid, right? Mm-hmm. They're not taught any of that now. Yeah. So they don't, yeah, it's like people don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And then we're in this society now where everybody's filming. And that yeah. is just, oh my God. I mean, that, that's something we talk about a lot on here. Oh, yeah. And angry about that. People filming, uh, you know, mm-hmm. people dying, their last moments. And sometimes, yeah. you know, it's a, it's a child and their parents don't even know that they've passed. Mm-hmm. And they're seeing it on a viral video. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's really bad. So yeah. um, I don't know if we make maybe um, ask for funding where children can. I don't know if you've already discussed it, discussed this because I might have missed some of what you were saying. But if we could apply for funding in our local um, boroughs so that these young children can go and learn first aid, you know, because yes. it's really important. Yes. Not just it's not just for knife crime. It's just in general anyway. Yeah. But you know. Yeah, it could no, really save a life because when exactly. someone's deprived of oxygen these things could help couldn't it yeah no definitely it's all about yeah keeping people alive mm-hmm. and definitely first aid and what kind of things i've found out is like there's certain things that are not in a first aid kit that could help somebody who is catastrophically bleeding mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this is why like when I found out, I did research years ago, I was lucky enough to come into contact with Lynn from the Daniel Baird Foundation, who had done all the research and, you know, got the right equipment together in, in the kit. But you wouldn't mm. believe there's people out there, the kits that they're selling, oh my God, right? There was one kit somebody tried to sell me a few years ago, £1.50 he said I could have them for. £1.50? Yeah, they were called stab kits endorsed by a police officer. They had like a stamp of a commissioner on them. Okay. And mm-hmm. he said I could have 100 at £1.50 each uh, with the Let the Youth Live printed on them. Wow. And I said, I said, what's in them? Like, mm. that seems a bit cheap, you know what mm. I mean? <laughs> there was nothing in it. And okay. then I said, hang on, you should have a tourniquet in there and you should have mm. 
He goes, no, it's illegal. So, yeah, it's shocking that you've got people out there with counterfeit. And that's why I've kind of put myself behind the Daniel Baird ones. Because mm -hmm. I know they've been tested. The yeah. ambulance people approve them. Where, if someone's dying, anyone's child's dying, mm -hmm. we want them to have the best. Yes, like, of course. The best child. Yeah. Yeah. So, I love that. Yeah. So I, I, what I like is like a, an empowerment of the community, these mm -hmm. kids, and the cabinets in particular. We, have, we only have one in London, the cabinet, and we've got the first one here in East Dulwich. I don't, whereabouts are you? I'm Neesden, so near Wembley. Ah. Oh, okay, over there. Yeah. Yes, we, we, need to get, we need cabinets in your area, everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. Oh, I'll yeah. spread the word because um, even my area is really bad, to be honest, really bad, you know, especially Wembley. I know someone whose yeah. son, that is really bad, so I would definitely spread the word, you yeah. know. So how do we, we go about getting that then? Right, well, I literally... If, if you raise money for the cabinets or the kits, I can literally direct you to where you can, do you know what I mean, order them and get them for your community. Okay. And how much is, is it? For well, one... the, the kits, the actual bags, have you seen one of them? You've probably seen them in the picture, haven't you? I've seen them on Instagram. Yeah, I've seen oh, right, them. Yeah. So um, the, those mobile kits are £96. Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. So... They, yeah, that's everything that you need inside that. The cabinet mm -hmm. is more expensive because obviously that's going to be public accessible 24 7. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Tamper proof box. Mm -hmm. um, it's, you know, alarmed up and all of that and vandal proof and whatever else. But you can store up to four kits inside as well. Okay. And how much is that one? That is, that's 600 pounds. Mm hmm. So, although they're more expensive, um, yeah, I, I feel like they're more accessible. Yeah, of course. Something. That's what we need, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I'm just thinking about how to go about raising money because I, I feel really passionate about it. It's, it's, a, it's a necessity, you know, and I, yes, I want to, you know, I really want to raise some money for that. So I'll try my best, you know, to do that, really. Yeah, and we'll fully support you, you know, like no matter what you, you know, when you're raising money to promote you, to promote what you're doing, you mm -hmm. know, when you get a kit, you know, we'll promote, you know, that you've got the kit. Because we're, we're literally, like our vision is we want these across the whole of the UK. Yeah. Like the whole of the UK. Mm -hmm. Now, we're actually pretty behind in London, right? Because my friend Lynn from the Daniel Baird Foundation Two years ago, they had their launch of the bleed kits. Okay. Right. So they're in loads of places right now in Birmingham. And this year, in the last year, we had a rollout here in London, but it was the City of London Police. They got mm -hmm. 350 of them. And I think in the first week, they saved a life. Yeah, you said possible. They need to, like I said, they need to be doing videos to update us to say, yeah, we've saved some more lives. And mm, yeah, we... definitely. Yeah. Because yeah. we know they're saving lives. Like we, mm -hmm. we heard about that in the first week. Mm -hmm. um, but we've got other people doing various launches. But we want, it's like the cabinets, I just want them in every borough. The other mm -hmm. thing what I was speaking about earlier was the timings of where we put these kits. Right? So... 
it takes six to seven minutes for an ambulance to come if you're lucky. You literally could bleed to death between three and five minutes. Mm -hmm. So thinking like that, really, really, we probably need them spaced, I don't know, four minutes apart, three minutes yeah, apart. Yeah, that's something. true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Of course, and yeah. I don't know if you caught earlier because um, I'd said that my friend, he thought of an idea about putting them at bus stops. Yeah, that's I a good idea. Yeah. Because they're close enough, aren't they? Yeah, they're like, yeah, you get bus stops that like, I don't know the exact distance, but they're not that far apart, are they? Yeah. Stops, so. so that's something I'm going to think about. Mm -hmm. I have li literally written to loads of MPs. I like loads to do with the bleed kits. Mm -hmm. um, because I think pubs should have to bloody buy them yeah that like they should why haven't they got them you know what i mean all the truck lots of trouble happen there mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um 24 hour shops are another good one to put them in that's what i've done locally because i obviously i haven't raised a lot of money so I'm like supermarkets like, yeah yeah i know yeah that's true actually supermarkets yeah. local stores yeah yeah yeah, yeah the 24 hour ones Petrol garages, I was thinking, because mm -hmm. there's loads of um, shit kicks off on petrol garages. Yeah, no, that's a good idea, yeah. Yeah. So it's just, it's about getting them, yeah, getting loads of them out there. Mm -hmm. And then we can kind of, because there's other solutions. It's like the gang truce that's, it's actually, they're working on starting that soon. Yeah. Which is bloody brilliant. Mm -hmm. I'm praying, you know what I mean? That yeah. Because at least that could... That would save lives. No, I'm definitely going to try my best to raise awareness. And I'm not sure um, if you've seen... Um, so basically, I'd, I'd like to do this charity with um, Ryan Wright. It's called Kids Over Everything. And what oh. we do, we, we go to um, various areas. So we've been to Wembley, we've been to Collindale. And so not Wembley, so Neesden and Collindale. We literally just stand there. We give away clothes, household items. Oh, wow. for free, literally, to in order to um, create positivity in areas, because obviously there's a lot of knife crime going along, which is negative, and to bring communities together. Oh, because, that sounds amazing. Yeah, a lot of people that walk by, they say, is it free? Yes, yeah, we say it's free. That they, and, you know, disbelief that it is actually yeah. free. But we yeah, do it to put unusual, a smile on people's face. You know, yeah. put a smile on your face. Like there's a lot of negativity on the news, and we're just here to spread joy, spread love, bring communities together. So the next time we do it, we was hoping to be in Brixton. Um, so if I am there, I will definitely, you know, talk about these kits. And I, I feel so strongly, honestly. As I said, my brother was stabbed. It's not nice. I could have lost my brother. You know, it, it's, it happens. It's happening so much. It's so um, prevalent. So I do feel passionate about it. I will try my best to raise awareness about it uh, yeah just take it from there really and if you have any ideas as to how i can raise money yeah. um we just keep in contact basically yeah yeah definitely because i'm kind of in the same boat myself <laughs> you know like i did a go yeah. fund me um, mm -hmm. oh my god and you think like i advertise it on my radio show yeah. you know i support so many people you know and you know hardly anyone was posting it up or sharing mm -hmm. it so I think the more people hear about it, the, the more... I'll, I'm going to put in groups. I've already told the group, I mean, um, that's Kids Over Everything. Um, yeah. We're in a WhatsApp group. There's quite a few of us, actually. And um, Ryan Wright, so the, the owner, the manager of that group, he's just um, put out a broadcaster saying that I'm going to be doing a live with you now. So um, oh, yes. I've got a few, few of them on here. So 
I will honestly try my very best. I feel so strongly about it. I'm going to ask my work colleagues about it. Oh, and tell you. them, sorry, you know, because oh, I'm um, excited about myself. <laughs> no, it's important. It's, you know, yeah. we, we need to hear less about less. We need to hear less about stabbings and more about people whose lives have been saved. Yes, yes. exactly right. That's, it's yeah. like, that's exactly what I've been envisioning, you know, like to see in the videos of someone being saved mm -hmm. like, yeah and it is sad that we have to have kits sorry to interrupt you sorry um it is sad that we actually have to raise money for such things you know people shouldn't be getting stabbed and i think someone on this group has just said you know it's a mentality of um these young people that needs to change which is true however um it doesn't depict from the fact that this is the the reality of things we the reality is young children are being stabbed and i've got two boys you know i would hate to think that this is their future like they could go out and get stabbed so we have to be solution focused and think okay this is this, this is the reality so how can we save lives you know yeah no exactly and it's about not having these problems that we've got now mm -hmm. in 10 to 20 years we don't want them problems for yeah. future generations mm -hmm. you know what i mean there's there's things that can be done to make those changes but Definitely. it's like what i realized was like, because over the years we've had so many discussions and, you know, you can go down the sentencing and you could argue for, you know, however long about stop and search and you can argue. But it came down to what the hell are we going to do right now to keep people alive? Because mm -hmm. that's where we're at. Because exactly, we haven't even right. got time to argue or, or really discuss. We, it has to be doing, doing, doing. And then when everybody's, you know, got mm -hmm. half a chance... Then let's start, you know, doing other bits that need doing within the system. Hundred percent, yeah, I totally agree. But um, yeah, I'm definitely, I'm, you know, I'll try my best, and let's just keep in contact. Anyway, I'll message you on here, yeah. and yeah, just take it from there, really. Oh, uh, thank you so much for coming That's on okay. today. It was so nice to meet you. Oh, uh, and yeah, bless me, and like I said, you know, you're doing a fantastic job. Keep going. I'm sure the more people speak about it, the more. I promote it, you promote it, that person, this person, we just yeah. get the message out there. So, yeah, I'm, I yeah. feel really positive that, you know, it, this will, will be a, a big change, you know, happening. Yeah. So Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. It's definitely going to make a difference. And once we start getting onto systemic change, yeah, that's, that's the thing I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I know. It's I the know. whole, it, it's just crazy. Like, everything we're seeing now, right? Mm -hmm everything is designed how it was meant to be right how they set it up for us yes exactly it's down to us to change it so yeah. keep people alive we stay positive stay positive yeah and we make those changes all right really, well, yeah. what a pleasure to meet you today thank you right? take care enough love right enough love. take care bye you, my darling bye bye oh how lovely uh, I, don't to end, I don't know how to end this thing. Oh, I'm still oh, here. <laughs> Wait, let me just try. Uh, yeah, let's have a go. Have a go. Uh, big up to models of diversity. They say this subject is close to our hearts. Uh, DM us. Uh, we, I will definitely. That was so lovely to meet her. Oh, that was so nice. Um, right, D World says there is a saying that says knives and guns don't kill people, people kill people. It's the mentality that must change. The youth are being programmed to be heartless killers that act first before think. Yes, 
And a major input into that D world is social media, right? A big, 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 big problem. Social media, mainstream radio stations, pushing the narrative, showing that that's, yeah, it's normal, all of that. And it's not. So, yes. So, we're up against a lot, but we're remaining positive. I know we can all make a difference. The right people coming together, all right? It's about change. It's about keeping our children alive. Um, and literally, community, unity in the community, empowering each other to make changes, to make a better future for our children, grandchildren, future generations, because they deserve it. They deserve quality of life, having a life, being able to play. It's, it's, heart, it's heartbreaking, but, you know, with changes, we can make a difference. I'm going to take another message. D Wild saying, people are what they think. Keep up the good work, peeps. Everyone has their own path. Yeah. Yeah, you're right there, D Wild. Enough love to you as well. Uh, big up to bouncing statistics, models of diversity. So many young men are in prison. Yep. That's another massive subject. Massive. Um, the school to prison pipeline. Um, oh, massive shout out to Peace and Love Movement. Yeah, good to see you. <laughs> How you doing? Is it Mandy? Is it you on the controls today? Enough love to you, my darling. Right, so yeah. The prison, the school to prison pipeline is set up just to get our young people um, into prison, which is the biggest money maker there is. Now, somebody told me recently, they're building more bloody prisons. Like, hang on, they're building more prisons. Uh, no, they need to sort out what's going on first. Oh my God. It's, um, but it's the money. They earn so much money from prisons. It's, yeah, it's a big money spinner. So yeah, that's an, yet another area that will need, you know, changes within the system. So yeah, you up for coming on, Mandy? Be good to see you. Uh, it seems like ages, feels like ages. Um, oh, yeah, just um, anybody listening, anybody on now, please check out Peace and Love Movement, their petition. If you haven't signed it, please make sure you sign it, all right? Um, it is uh, regarding the sentencing for knife possession, but the, ultimately it's to get Mandy and the Mums of Croydon Peace and Love Movement, a conversation in Parliament, all right? So please, um, Charlene's saying, can you save our video? Yep, I will be saving that, all right, my darling? Um, yeah, I'll definitely be saving that. Um, I'll be re I'll repost it, if I can save it as well, all right? But I'll repost it and you'll be able to re uh, share that anyway, most of it. But yes, lovely to meet you today, Charlene. Actually looking forward um, to working with you in the future. Um, and yeah, getting these cabinets and kits all over the place. 
but you know it feels good it feels good putting them in the community being able to yeah let the community imp you know empower themselves not being hopeless not feeling you know sad like being able to make a difference Oh, oh, sorry. Sorry you can't come on, Mandy. I was really looking forward to seeing you. Um, she's saying thanks for the shout. Uh, but only seven days left on the petition. Right, so please get on, sign the petition, people. All right, check out um, Peace and Love Movement. Go on the Instagram, then you can see the link. I think it's in their bio, but definitely we'll show you where it is. All right, so bless up to everybody who locked in today. Um, yep, yeah, I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your evening. All right, but it's all about us working together, common aim, which is to keep our young people alive. All right, um, lots of love and blessings to all of you. All right, everybody who locked in today, all the contributions. Um, and if you're not already following us, please follow us on Let the Youth Live on all social media. Also, um, subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. And every Wednesday podcast, possibly starting next week, more of them, more than once a week, all right? Yeah, I've been inspired by the world today. <laughs> all right. Uh, and Charlene, uh, big up to you. She says, lovely meeting you too. I'll definitely be working with you. Love and light to you, my darling. Right, I'm going to lock the live for today, right? But I'll catch everyone soon. Keep up the amazing work, all of you, all right? I'm so proud of you. You know who you are out there doing exceptional work in our communities, fighting for our young people. And they are worth fighting for, all right? We can make differences. We can make changes, all right? Keep it positive, all right? Enough love to everyone, all right? And I'll catch you soon.